Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Seven on a Monday afternoon. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. The day before the race that stops a nation. I'd like a dollar for every time that's been said by someone in the media. Well, we've heard from Michelle Payne. She gave her tips. We've heard from Claire Lindob. Let's find out from another top jockey. He's part of the SEN Track family. He's a six-time Group 1 winning jockey. Had an affinity for Flemington as well, Roach. David Taggart joins us now. Tags, thank you so much for your time. Oh, welcome, Kimbo and Richie. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> no, we're well, looking pleasure. we're looking forward to it. You are a tipster extraordinaire. Before we get into your tips, though, um, take us back. The Melbourne Cup, what's it mean to you? Uh, it's, oh, of course, it's a special race, Uh you know, the Cox Plate was probably the top of my agenda, but Melbourne Cup's not far off it. It's, well, it's it's a race everyone knows, isn't it, the mm. Melbourne Cup? It's, uh, as they say, it's, it's not a race that stops a nation anymore. It's a race that stops the world. So There's a point. Everyone knows about it and everyone wants to win it. So on that point, David, I get a bit arky when people keep arguing that it should have been just an Australia-New Zealand race, that the internationals have changed it and not changed it the way they want to see it. Give us your perspective. What have the internationals given the Melbourne Cup? Well, it's just it's an added benefit, really, and, and we get to highlight these European jockeys as well. Mm. We, we know Buick had a shocker on Saturday, yes. as well as Jamie Spencer, but we're not going to go down that path like Frankie Dettori's only ridden one or two winners. He's yeah. been out in twenty years, but you know that's another story. But we've seen Ryan Moore uh, dominate. But what what it is is sort of we got our nose up, you know, in the, when, when Vintage Crop won back in '93, and you sort of hum and bar, but. The world's become so small now, and we're going mm. over there and winning their sprint races. And, you know, we love to showcase the best horses, especially uh, with what's going on, too, with the world as well. It's getting so soft, and uh, horse racing is at the front of it, too, of uh, wanting to be cancelled. And how much smarter has the rest of the world got about bringing horses to Australia? Well, they know they've done it right now. They know which horses to bring out. Okay. Uh, yep. they, they sort of, uh, Joe O'Brien, he sort of half stuffed up early doors, but he's, he's starting to get that right. Mm. Uh, but uh, with these scanning too now, it's, uh, it's sort of, that's becoming a bit of a worry. No Ollie, no J-Mac. Does it, does it detract from the event a bit? K-Mac's still looking a week all Harry White and Bobby <laughs> Lewis is four. So he's on Duval Legend. I'm actually surprised he's so short, this horse. Uh, he's, he's unknown on a wet track. Weather's going to play an all-important part here yes. tomorrow. It's going to be rain overnight, rain tomorrow. Who would know what the track's going to throw up, especially after they raced uh, nine races uh, on, on Saturday. Race seven is the Cup. So, you know, 16 races are going to, you know, 15 races before the Cup's going to be on it. So 
Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's all important this weather. I know Flemington dries out pretty quick, but who knows if it's, if it's a wet track, uh, if his favourite will handle it. Now, Tags, you would have heard this a million times over the years. The jockeys are the worst judge. We've had uh, Michelle Payne on. Doesn't have the favourite in the top four. Yeah, Claire Lindop has picked the favourite. Which way are you going? I've, I've narrowed it down to nine. All right. I got to write these down. Can we just go with your your top four? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to be tipping the top weight. I'm not getting off him. I I was tipped him in the Caulfield Cup when he just got beat. Gold trip. Okay. Uh, Dewey, she she won't handle the wet track if it's wet, so forget about her. Mm. Monophilia be a big chance. Is that your second pick? Um, No. But I, I tell you what, there's horses, these Europeans, without a fight, and who ya Mal, Mal, they would have to be a chance just looking at their form too and throw in the favourite. So you're going the six to come second, what a flight. Yeah, we'll go without a fight. Oh, we'll without a fight, Bell, sorry. And we'll, and we'll go who ya Mal. Yeah, not in order. All right. And what about if there was yeah. to be a big roughie? Because you don't know what you're going to get on the day, especially how the track could be. You got a roughie? Well, I'm throwing number seven in Kimura in the top nine. It's at $61, the Does seven. Rest for a while though, has it? No, a mm. year. But that's the way they tend to, to do it over there. Yeah. Hey, it's a yeah, huge hey. day. You've got a, you've got a big day tomorrow. It starts at 5.30 on SEN with uh, Gareth Hall and Miles Fitzner. Uh, how's Fitzy yeah, going won't... over there? Yeah, he tells us how good he is every day, so that's all right. <laughs> if we're using the racing vernacular, we sort of nah. assisted him with his big chance on our show when he tipped Vow and Declare. I would describe him as a precocious colt that's a little bit flighty. Yeah, and over-raced. Yeah, so oh. uh, he, he needs to tongue-tie on that little bit. But uh, if I want to clear, he'll be a chance tomorrow. He should have won the Bart Cummings. He had no luck in the Caulfield Cup. I'll tell you what, he's a chance tomorrow as well. If uh, declare. There's a few smarties throwing out young Werther as something to throw no, into your moldies. No? Nah, nah, not for me. Can't not stay or tra- can't handle the wet? Probably ability. Ability as well. As well. Oh, well, that puts a fair yeah. bit against him. <laughs> right. See, now I've got to reconsider things a little bit. So, David... Yeah, not, not bad. He's a horse that's nearly won 1.2 million, you know what I'm saying, about ability. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, he's another one that's had that 12 months off and he's had he, yeah. he hits his race fourth up. You can't underestimate Danny O'Brien, of course. So, David, you've pointed out the weather, the track. What's the best advice you can give on that front? Well, there's not much you can do. you just got to you probably... The best thing you can do if, you, if you're having a bet, bet as late as you possibly can. Okay. Mm. All right, David. And, I you what, I, yep. I, I, and don't, I don't forget the, the Grays race. I reckon you guys can win it too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, beautifully done, Tags. We really appreciate it. So there yeah. you go. His top tip is the one gold trip. Have a great day tomorrow, David. Thanks, gentlemen. Good luck, David. David Taggart there, six-time mm. Group 1 winner. Only had it down to nine. Huge, yeah, well, that's what it's like. I can imagine. A huge part of the SEN track family will be part of the coverage tomorrow. He was about to say that he won't be up at 5.30, but he'll be starting at around 9.30. He'll be on and off right through to 5 o'clock. You can hear it all here on SEN. So the ground staff at Flemington are under real pressure then, aren't they? Enormous pressure. Huge. You can't stop the rain, Rooch. Exactly. And they're going to go with a full it, card regardless, yeah, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Well, you never know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, but true. it does drain very well, and it raced quite true on the weekend. So okay. fingers crossed that things will be okay. Indeed. All right, we're going to get to Jared Waitley and his uh, call of the, uh, the race a little bit uh, later. We do have to go to a break shortly. Rich, it's funny. Um, uh, and these are a lot of the regulars here. These aren't people that are haters. After mm. Lauren Arnell's comments, um, 
Here's one that's come through. It says, maybe Porter best not banging on about themselves all the time and just letting the football do the talking. Three flags in five years. We will surprise people, etc., etc. Now, I do like just get the job done. To me, that was always the port way growing up. Different world there now. And the other interesting one, when we went through that um, Essendon player who was sent to hospital after having that rather awkward moment at Albert and Oval yesterday, mm. Maria Maloney, the Port Adelaide midfielder, has been hit with a two-match ban. I am staggered by that. We don't want players being injured. Yep. I'd have to see it again. I watched it three times when they showed it, when it was happening live, Roach. I thought the girl, Port Adelaide girl held her arm, brought her to the ground. There weren't two motions. The girl, the momentum of her body. described as a sling tackle. I don't think, well, smarter minds than mine. I'd be having a good look at it and challenging that. That's, okay. a, that's a big penalty, that is. The girl fell awkward. That was more about her as well. Um, here's another one, boys. I missed the start of the show, but has it been discussed that Port were number one in the competition for sponsorship dollars in the AFLW? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Commercial um, return, number one. That alone is a fabulous achievement. Add memberships and crowd numbers. The season was successful by most measures. That's from Phil. Yeah. Phil, I, I agree with you. My expectations in terms of win-loss weren't that high. No, Start of the year, Roach, no, I said I. they win two. Yep. That's where I reckon they'll be. Yep. If they win three, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, we know the long game. We've got plan. history yeah. to oh, make those opinions on. Yeah. There's a long game being played there. Yeah. But they've put down a good foundation. I think they did. So yeah. if you're a Port supporter, you should be bullish about next year and, and more so the year after. All righty, just a reminder, Abby Ballard from the Adelaide Crows coming up next, affectionately known as Baz. At five o'clock, Burat Sundarasan to talk about tonight's game, Australia v Ireland. Then we'll have some doggy tips. That's all coming up. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Kimbo and the Roots with you on a Monday afternoon on the eve of the race that stops a nation. Just a reminder, tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel all-wheel drive. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Coming up after 5 o'clock, we'll be talking cricket with the guru of the world game, Burat Sundarasan. Australia takes on Ireland at 6.30 tonight at the Gabba. The Crows have played their way into another final series reach. They've got the double chance. They're in a spot of bother again. Yeah, you picked this one well. They finished third and they do get the grand final rematch in their qualifying final against Melbourne all the way at Princes Park, the suburb of Carlton. Friday night final. So they've got the blockbuster occasion. Are they ready for it, Kim? Well, I hope so. Let's find out from someone more qualified than us. They won by 16 points. That sounds good on paper. Oh, it was another <laughs> one of those games where they had to pull it out of the fire again. Yeah, they were in a spot of bother. Let's go to our little pocket rocket, uh, Baz, Abby Ballard. Hello, Abs. Hi, guys. How you going? Well, well you our g- blood pressure is rising. Yes. You keep teasing <laughs> us with these results. Oh, I know. It was a bloody close game. We yeah. definitely, yeah. Didn't start the way we wanted to on the weekend, but at least we could finish. Well, we've seen this happen yep. against Essendon, happen against Geelong, and that's the Richmond. positive. Yeah, you can finish. Um, we take nothing away from the opposition. Do you think you've got your eyes on the prize, maybe? Is that why you're having these slow starts? You know, I don't know what happened on the weekend. I think it was just, yeah, just a lack of starting well this week. But I think, yeah... We know what we're in finals now. I think that's going to really fill us with a bit of fire. And I think, yeah, this week, hopefully, 
we come out a bit different and we start the game well and finish well. Now, fingers crossed, Chelsea Randall may be back. We're not sure. We'll have to wait and see. Is there a bit of heat on for prese- uh, positions? How are you feeling about your position? Six disposals, nine tackles. You're a little tackling machine. Uh, are you happy with your form? Yeah, I've been pretty happy with my form. I mean, it's always nervous. You never know what they're going to do with the team. But hopefully, yeah, after the weekend, I can play in my first finals. So that would be really exciting. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully Chelsea Randall's back and she'll be a very good inclusion for the week. You say you're always nervous. Uh, They've got a lot of support staff and a lot of help through the coaching panel, not just Doc. Do they get around you after every game individually? Yeah, each line coach gets around the players pretty well and after after the weekend, you have your individual review, and yeah, they're always pretty good to you, and always help you and get get you get you up and about, and tell you what you've done well. So yeah, no, that's definitely definitely get you up and about. Abby, do you like the thought of kicking off the finals first up Friday night, or would you like a bit more time to prepare? Yeah, no, I think it's a pretty pretty exciting to be the first final on a Friday night. Yeah, it's a good time, and yeah, I think it should be. Should be a pretty good game as well. Yeah, very exciting. Now, a lot of the girls would have seen Icon, Icon Park. That's the old Princess Park. Have you played there before? No, I haven't yet. So should be should be pretty good to have a hit out there. Have they spoken about that? There hasn't been too much talk about it yet, but I think tonight after training, yeah, we'll have a bit more bit more info on it. Well, take us through this week. You have training uh, tonight. Um, how's the rest of the week pan out? And when do you fly over? Um, well, we train tonight. We train Wednesday. I'm not 100% sure yet when we fly out, but I imagine it'll probably be, be either Thursday, Arvo, and be, be in Melbourne Friday for the day, getting prepared. So we'll see how it goes, and hopefully hopefully we prepare well and be out there for a fair crack on Friday night. As we said, uh, there's been a few close games, but it's been a largely successful season. Uh, some of the positive that are happening in recent weeks is the form that's coming back to Ash Woodland and Daniel Ponter. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those girls have come out and hit the scoreboard when it's been when they needed to and have helped us get in front. And yeah, it was great to see them both hit the scoreboard on the weekend. And Danielle to get the first couple goals and then Ash to finish off and get us in front. Yeah, it was great. It's funny how these things work out, Abby. You start your campaign against Melbourne at Glenelg Oval. It wasn't the result you expected. Mm. You start your finals against Melbourne. Ten weeks on, what have you learned about dealing with the Demons? Well, I think the first, first round, it was just first first game nerves. Everyone was a bit excited. It was a bit excited to see what was going to happen. And we definitely didn't get the result that we wanted to. But I reckon this week we've improved as a team and we know what it's going to take to try and beat them. It's just we've got to come out and pressure and contest is going to be what's going to win us the game. And scoring-wise, it's so a bit erratic as well, the way you're scoring. What are, we, what are you thinking there? Oh... I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we can come out and kick straight, and yeah. hopefully, when we get into our fifty, we can hit the scoreboard. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, we can do what we need to, and just as long as we up by that one point at the end of the game, that's, that's the all that key. matters, really. <laughs> that's the key. Uh, they are very consistent at kicking more behinds than Funny goals, that, isn't un- it? Un- unfortunately. Hey, we speak to a lot of the girls throughout the uh, season. Uh, the biggest improver, one of, is Chelsea Bedell, but mm. uh, Caitlin Gould uh, doesn't get as much coverage and recognition as what we think she should. No, Gouldy is an unreal player. She's, yeah, phenomenal in the ruck, marks the ball, takes the most specky marks around the ground. Yeah, she's an unreal player, and yeah, it would be lost if she wasn't in our team, that's for sure. Abby, when you're watching Ebony Marinoff and company in that midfield, do you become like us? You just sit there and think, 
How good are some of your teammates? Oh, definitely. Sitting on the bench, just watching them play. You sit there and you get so excited in what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. that unreal players are phenomenal. And it's just amazing to get out there and play with them, especially Ebony Marinoff in the midfield. And you learn so much from them. It's great. And uh, we had the great pleasure of speaking to the your Irish recruit from West Coast Eagles, Neve Kelly, last week. She could speak underwater with a mouthful of marbles. She was an absolute ripper. <laughs> she is a ripper, yeah. She's definitely been great inclusion into our team. She's fitted in so well and She's been playing some unreal football the last couple of weeks, so it's really exciting to have her back in the team after her injury. But, yeah, no, she's she's unreal. And gives you a little bit of leg speed as well? Oh, absolutely. She is so quick. It is ridiculous. Like, no one can catch her. No one can keep up with her. She's mm. just unreal. Well, Baz, you're an absolute ripper. This is where you have to do it. On the big stage, the finals kick off on Friday night. The Crows take on Melbourne at Icon Park. The game gets underway at 6.40. You'll have the eyes of the nation. No pressure on you, but this will be a big game. We wish you all the very best. No, thank you very much for that, guys. Really appreciate it. Good on you, Baz. Abby Ballard. That's her nickname, Baz Roach. It's an interesting final, this one, isn't it? We know it's going to be what we've seen this year. Class, yeah. yeah, Brisbane is clearly the pace clubhouse team, leaders by yep. a mile. Yep, Melbourne Adelaide is an interesting matchup for the first final, isn't it? Oh, I think they're very similar. Yeah, and and you don't want to put it on one player, but if Chelsea Randall is an enormous part of whether how far Adelaide go. So the key here: win home preliminary final, yep. and you avoid being on that side of the draw with Brisbane. That's all the advantages, all the things that are on the line on Friday night. I think this is the grand final. I think yeah, lose, I get what you mean. Year, yeah, I get what you, you mean. You don't yep. give yourself a chance if you lose this. Because this on, a one off, yeah. on a one-off with Brisbane, anything can happen. I'll get you there. You're right. You don't want to be on that side of the draw. Yeah, mm, all, all, all very exciting. Uh, just a reminder, 6.40 on Friday night, if you can, Whack the box on or listen on SEN. We'll be covering all the AFLW action. And we'll give you an update on uh, Chelsea Randall right throughout the week. Mm. I think she's a sneaky chance. Think? I think they've got to roll the dice. I watched the Ooh. doc get interviewed over the weekend. And he didn't give a lot away. But he, I just thought he erred on the positive side. Yep. And he doesn't like to give a lot away. Any. The reward on that one? Coming up to the uh, five o'clock news, we're right on it. In fact, uh, after that, we're talking cricket. Australia takes on Ireland. There was a time, Roach, this would be an easy kill. Not the case. And I think we've seen in this World Cup, you don't take anything for granted in short-form cricket. Yeah. And Ireland has quite a record at the moment. Well, they have a good form. bowling attack. Yep. Uh, hopefully the team is out. It, I know it doesn't get announced till. About the time of the yep. toss. Oh, and uh, that's going to be critical, the toss, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, hopefully Burat Sundarasan will have some information on that. That's coming up next. This is Kimbo on the Roach. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Two minutes past five, Kimbo on the Roach with you. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Time for a T20 World Cup update. Thanks to Host Plus. That's a plus. Let's go to the uh, the guru himself. He travels the world, the global cricket guru Bharat Sundarasan because Australia take on Ireland tonight. Bharat, appreciate your time again. No worries at all, guys. Always an absolute pleasure. Yeah, we're just two hours away from, um, or actually just an hour and a half away from that game. Are you up at the Gabba? Uh, I just need to finish drying my hair and then I'm catching the bus to the Gabba. So I'll be there uh, <laughs> half an hour before the talk. Don't worry. Well, given your due, that could take some time. Uh, Bharat. Is anyone filming your room as they're doing with Virat Kohli? Oh, my God. Isn't I that something? So I, someone is video, has done a video, by, clearly by their phone, of Virat Kohli's room. Now, how did this get out? 
Um, I, I think whoever, you know, entered his room and for some reason, I don't know how they got into his room. Well, that's in, a big in a question. hotel with so much security, like, yeah, I don't know if it, it was someone related to someone working there. It has to be something like that. Otherwise, you won't, you won't expect a random person to, because these floors are well guarded as well when the teams are staying. So, yeah, someone's just gone in there, recorded videos, and just put it up on social media. Uh, bizarrely, I don't know. It's like, it, it, it is scary. I mean, imagine if yeah. you are Virat Kohli. He travels the world with his wife and his child. So, mm. yeah, it's just terrible. I mean, it just tells you. There's fandom, and then there's uh, madness like this. And right. I really hope whoever has done it gets punished. So, yeah, I'm gathering, apart from that should never happen, the, the room, it wouldn't be the standard room, would it? Be fairly. Uh, uh, no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. I'm sure it, it looked like a, a like a suite, but uh, yeah, this again tells you like how, how in the world someone managed to break through security and get into it. I know we're not in a COVID bubble, but yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I mean, no wonder Virat has put that uh, post out about being very very worried and scared. All right, be. this is a uh, this is a big game tonight at the Gabba. Hopefully, the weather's going to be okay. Can you update us on that? Uh, the weather's much uh, better than what we've seen everywhere else. Uh, funnily enough, it was really warm and uh, humid uh, the last couple of days, which is good. It felt like summer. Uh, but it's become a little cloudy today. Uh, tomorrow, the forecast is supposed to be terrible for England, New Zealand, and Sri Lanka, Afghanistan. Uh, but uh, hopefully the rain uh, stays away from tonight's game. It should. The, the forecast is not for any rains this evening. Uh, and we should get a full game, Australia and Ireland. And it's good that it's starting at 6 p.m. Yeah, so it's an hour and 25 away. Are you expecting any changes for Australia? Uh, I mean, just they had a very hectic training session yesterday. It was uh, all in. Everyone was there. It was supposed to be an optional training session, but everyone was there having a long kid. Warner and Finch had, what, an hour and a half between them. Steve Smith as well. Uh, copped a blow on the finger, but recovered and batted a long time. I mean, the only change I can see is Steve Smith uh, coming in. Mm -hmm. But then again, the question is whose place does he come in? Has to, could it be Mitchell Marsh? Could it be Tim David? I mean, I I, I suggested uh, an option to Aaron Finch, not that he hasn't thought of it before, about maybe playing Cam Green as opener and Aaron Finch comes down at number four to play that glue role. Uh, so there are lots of permutations and combinations they can uh, go with. Uh, and Finch sounded pretty confident that whatever they go in with, he'll like back it okay. 100%. Now, the toss of the coin. If you win it, what do you do? Has the theory gone from chasing a total to now setting a total? Well, I, I remember saying it on this show before the World Cup began, that it's going to be a defending uh, kind of World Cup. You know, the conditions okay. that we've seen. Uh, and But having said that, Aaron Finch is so much more comfortable, uh, you know, fielding first and chasing down totals. Uh, though he does talk about conditions and having to adapt to it, I don't know whether they'll move away from it. And also, don't forget, they need to keep in mind that net run rate as well. Yeah, I mean, he said that you need to earn your right to yeah. play for net run rate, but Australia have no choice. So so what, they'll have to look into that as well, what suits them well in terms of like bumping up that net run rate. Yeah, Barat, I know you're drying your hair and you're the Dave Grohl lookalike, <laughs> but uh, we've got to ask the serious questions. Uh, you also said a couple of weeks ago that Ireland should not be underestimated. They've got a pretty good attack. How do you think this will unfold tonight? Oh, I mean, they have a very um, seasoned attack. These guys have been playing together for a while. Josh Little is one to walk, watch out for. Left armor. Aaron Finch uh, could be in trouble. You know, he brings the ball back in. Uh, and even the likes of Barry McCarthy and uh, Mark Adair have been around for a while. So if there's anything anything at all on the pitch or in the air, uh, they'll make the most of it. And, and, you know, they've hidden away from the from the 
spotlight, but Ireland have played some really strong, solid T20 cricket in the last 12 months or so. Yeah. So they're a well-rounded unit and cannot be taken lightly. So your projection now for this group. So New Zealand, you would expect, tops it? Mm-hmm. England yeah, or Australia uh, for second spot? Uh, England's run is the toughest, you would think, because yeah. they have to play New Zealand tomorrow and there is uh, every possibility that that game could be washed out. And that leaves them um, in a very difficult position. They just have Sri Lanka to uh, play against in Sydney. Uh, again, Sri Lanka played a very poor game against New Zealand. You expect them to bounce back. So England's route from here is uh, you would expect it to be a lot more difficult than Australia's, not underestimating Ireland or Afghanistan. But you would just back Australia to get through those games. Hey, this is not insignificant. It's a World Cup. We're trying to establish who the world champions are as a nation. Yet this whole tournament can be decided because of the fate of the weather. Should there not be contingency plans? And why weren't games scheduled, backup games for Marvel Stadium? Um, I mean, Adam Finch was asked this question yesterday with the Marvel Stadium thing. And he said it's not possible to just move the pitch. They weren't even sure whether the, the drop-in pitch has uh, already been mm. put in place at the Marvel Stadium. Uh, I think... But it's a World you know, Cup. They had plenty of time to plan. It is. It is. It is. And I think uh, maybe nobody expected the weather to turn sour as it has in the last couple of months. I mean, we've, it's been wet and wild all around Australia. Uh, and, you know, these schedules or fixtures get fixed uh, well in advance. Uh, so even though maybe they expected some weather, maybe yeah. not as extreme weather as this happened. So some sympathy for the organizers as well. They've been caught napping. Uh, but maybe like Finch suggested, the, having two games in the same venue may not be uh, such a great idea because you're losing both games like we saw the other exactly. day. Exactly. All right. We look forward mm. to your coverage tonight on SEN. Who would have thought a couple of years ago that Steve Smith wouldn't be able to crack this side? But he can't at the moment. It gets underway at 6.30 and you are tipping again? Um, I think um, Australia should uh, go through. And I was also asked to like look up a few horses for the Melbourne Cup. Yes, yes. I am no, I am no expert, but I'm going to go with the name that caught my eye. Uh, because I'm a big heavy metal fan and I just love the sound of wow and declare. It sounds like seek and destroy. Uh, <laughs> so I'm backing wow and declare to go all the way. Well, some of the smarties give it a good chance and it won the big race three years ago. Hey, Barat, wow. as always, thank you very much. Get back to your hair. You've got a beautiful do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, guys. Have a great evening. Uh, Barat and he's an absolute uh, beauty. Looking forward to watching the cricket. Watch it to 1am last night when South Africa caused an upset over India. A couple of interesting texts before we go to a... Uh, a break, Rooch. Um, and during the five o'clock news, I quickly had a look at the incident with Maria Maloney again. So I've watched it now five times. This text from Mickle says, boys, Port should challenge the match. Band, Kimbo is right. The girl tackled her by the arm and the other girl fell awkwardly. Play on. There was no free paid when the play resumed. So the umpires didn't think it was dangerous. But Maria Maloney was on the ground. So how can it be a slinging action? Oh, I'm not sure, Kim. Oh, I've watched it again. So I, she, I think she it should be down, challenged. Well, she, she grabs the Essendon player's arm. Yep. The Essendon player keeps running, and you can see she's paddling with her feet to the point where she's lost con- you know, control on. And Maria's her. already on the ground. Yeah, and she falls over and lands on her neck. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how they put that responsibility on Maria Maloney. Oh, so what, what do you do now? If you're grabbing someone, you're, oh, I better let them go in case they fall. She still, fall, she still would have fell, fallen. Yeah, so um, then what do you do? Then it's no report because you no longer have, you're involved in the tackle. It's a severe penalty. And, Seems extraordinary. Uh, and I just don't think it's a reportable offence. It's an unfortunate football accident. Yeah. All right, just quickly, Rich, before we go to a break, we've got our uh, the human dog coming up, Toddy Gray. Uh, I was with 
Mike Dobbin from Again Real Estate. We had uh, Derby Day down at the Alma with Rue. It was a wonderful day yes. after Mike had done a lot of work, Rue. Oh, He's yeah, getting a bit right. narky with you right, having a yeah. crack at his uh, work. He work couldn't even ethic. spell it. Roach, he doesn't work. He lets Zoe Ball and the gang do all the work. If he cancels his support for our show, it's coming, out of, it's coming out of your pocket. He won't because he wouldn't find the effort to do it. You know, he loves getting a mention. Uh, Roach, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right with the toupee, not yeah, with his work really? ethic. Yes. Um, how many opens did they have? 34. 30, don't get grumpy with me. Uh, <laughs> how many groups of buyers went through those 34 properties? 411. 411. All greeted by Mike, yeah, I must say. Don't suck up now. How many <laughs> offer forms were made on those 34 properties? 116, and he had a pen for every one of them. I can tell you that 21 of those have already sold, and the rest of them will. That's right. why, Root, everywhere you go, there's a sign popping up saying, sold by him again, again, and we love Mike Dobbin. <laughs> A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 5.16 and a half, almost done for another day. Our World Cup update was thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Uh, let's go to one of our favourites now, thanks to Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. The human dog. Yeah. The human dog. The human dog. The human dog. The human dog. I'm not sure the if it's even dog, funny, but uh, we like it. Toddy Gray joins us every week. Now on Mondays, how are you, Toddlington? Oh, I, I feel about 10 kilos lighter, lads. I finally got the monkey off yes. the back on Thursday. Yes, finally. About, about sodding time. Yes. <laughs> yes, your best bet last week was race two, number one. It was the lawnmower, Victor Speed. We loved it. What have you got tonight? What's your best bet? Uh, best bet tonight, lads. Race eight, number seven, Sunset Toxic. You can't do more than win. This bloke's won five in a row. Uh, I can't see why he won't go straight to the front. If he goes straight to the front, he wins for mine. So race eight, number seven, Sunset Toxic to lead all the way. Terrible name. Sunsets are beautiful, not toxic. What about your other yeah. best bet? Uh, nice and early. Race one, number two, Arrested. Um, I reckon this favourite's very beatable. He's the fastest dog in the race, but he's a bit of a doofus when it comes to a full field. He can run up parked cars. I reckon we jump okay, and I reckon we rail hard and we hit the line well. So race one, number two, arrested each way. I love it. So that's race eight, number seven, Sunset Toxic. The other best bet, race one, number two, arrested. That's what should have happened to Roach years ago. You may have heard there's a Melbourne Cup on tomorrow, not for dogs, but for thoroughbreds. Do you have a tip for us? I do. Uh, You'll you'll hear me shouting pretty loud if number nine, Stockman, happens to win or run a place. Um, I like the jockey, I like the trainer, and I like the form he has on the wet track. And as we all know, it's going to be a wet one tomorrow. Yes. So number nine, Stockman in the cup. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, there's a few people uh, throwing that out as a, uh, a roughie or a ladies bet. I don't know why they say that. <laughs> Betting should be equal. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, shortening a little bit. Uh, we appreciate that, Toddy. Have a wonderful day tomorrow. Are you doing any stand-up? Are you hosting any gigs? Uh, no, I'll be working at Morfittville on the track, and then I will be going down to the Crown and Anchor to do a cheeky five-minute spot afterwards. So a little, little bit of stand-up. Pick okay. a goal on both fronts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and what are you charging for a little bit of stand-up in case we're having a, you know, no. Roach has got his 60th coming up? Oh, beauty. No, I, the Crown and Anchor is actually one. Uh, it's a free room. Um, and, yeah, we, I'm just trying out some new material. So let's sink or swim tomorrow night, lads. Oh, well, good luck with it. Love your work, Toddy. There he is from Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. That well, might 60th be 60th what? Birthday party. Oh, that's ages away. 
Well, we said it's coming up. Oh, that's true. Didn't yeah, give you a long respect. Yeah. yeah, long, long, long oh, way, long, long way, way. I'll be lucky if well, I get there. Jared Waitley is an absolute beauty. He is a part of SEN's coverage of the Melbourne Cup tomorrow, which starts at 5.30. Geraldo will be calling the Cup as well. He's done it for many, many years. Did it back with the ABC. Yes. So 5.30, 7.30 tomorrow, Melbourne Cup Day with Gareth Hall and Miles Fitzner. goes right throughout the day with Jared, And then they're joined by Cam Luke, Campbell Brown, David Taggart and Miles Fitzner again. All right. This is what uh, – what have we got a minute? I've got to time this perfectly, Rich. Have you given us your tips? Oh, <coughs> Gee whiz, thank I you. can't offer you anything. That was Lionsy coughing in the background, yes. not me. I've got blame work for it for two weeks. Right. Um, look, Roach, I do like the uh, 18, the 24, sorry. Mm. I'm just trying to find the girls' tips. Uh, I'm very similar to Michelle Payne. I like Realm of Fails, number 24. I like uh, Without a Fight, and I also like Luna Flair, but that's subject to a vet check. Mm. Uh, and Knight's Order could be a good roughie as well because it loves the wet you want to throw another one in? Gold Trip, which was tipped by Claire Lindop. Right. Okay. I think it is cherry ripe. All right, here we go. This is Jared Waitley, and uh, Jared has done a phantom call. I've got to time it perfectly, yes. guys. We'll leave you with Jared's call of the Melbourne Cup as he sees it. Yeah, not yet, though, Rich. We've got to do it at 5.21.35 seconds exactly, which means I've still got 50 seconds to go, okay? Well, what advice would you give me on going through the field tomorrow? Uh, I just think it would be a waste of my breath to do it. No, no, but there are people listening who are in my field where we're not experts. In just racing. look for something that can handle a wet track rooch. All right, and listen to the experts because that's what they are. They do yep. it for a, a living. Mm, that's okay. the best advice I could so give you. you want me to ring Miles Fitzner? Uh, yeah, so it would be better than, yeah, yeah. it would be a wise move. He's very um, good in this field. He's about uh, a minute and a half, the worst padding you've ever seen. Can we go to him now or not? Oh, we can. This is right. Jared Waitley with the phantom call of the 2022 Melbourne Cup. Have a great day tomorrow. And good luck, everyone. Gates crash back and they are away in the 2022 Melbourne Cup. They broke in a good line. Dover Legends stepped cleanly, as did Gold Trip. Do a snagging back with Lunar Flare and without a fight. Montefilia is angling forward, as is Realm of Flowers and Thou and Declare. Emissary will settle in the back portion of the fields. Down by the 2800, they're settling out in order and the pace is coming from out wide. Knight's Order and Serpentine are surging on from their outside draws. Numerian kicks up down low with Smoke and Romans who's going to be prominent. Realm of Flowers on their backs with Grand Promenade and Vow and Declare. Young Verda and Charlie Rose left with the task of trying to find the way in. Next Montefilia. The middle of a line of three. Interpretation, the rail, and Kimura is perched out on a limb past the post the first time. Dovell Legend right on midfield from Gold Trip. Daquan Sweet Jr. Then without a fight, higher motion and Stockman. Hu Yamal is in the last half dozen as they put the grandstands behind them. Next, Lunar Flare, Duace, Emissary is a long way back and Arapahoe tailed off. It's a fiercely run Melbourne Cup as the field strings out down the riverside. Knight's Order at the strong gallop. Serpentine slithers up alongside him. Then Numerian in third from Smoke and Romans fourth. Bow and Declare races with the stablemate Young Verta. Grand Promenade, Charlie Rose and Realm of Flowers travelling sweetly. Montefilia Interpretation and Kimura not having much luck past Chiquita Lodge. Without a fight, eager to improve. Dover Legend and Gold Trip biding their time. Hu Yamal is on the move from Daquan Sweet Junior. Higher Motion and Stockman. Luna Flair. Duace is easing out. 
Emissary and Arapaho still sees them all. At the 800, Knight's Order forever giving them something to chase with a bold showing out front. He's seen off Serpentine and it's Smokin' Romans who picks up the pursuit. Grand Promenade, Realm of Flowers and Vow of Declare moving up from Montefilia and Interpretation. Dover Legends in the ruck. Gold Trip has the favourites back looking for the way through. Huyamal, Luna Flair hooking out. Duace and Emissary swing widest into the straights. Homeward bound in the cup. Grand Promenade moves up alongside Knight's Order. Realm of Flowers poised to make a line of three. Montefilia's into the clear with Interpretation. Dovell Legend about to see daylight with Gold Trip, Duace and Emissary the Swoopers. Realm of Flowers took the front of the clock tower. Dovell Legend got the split. Interpretation and Gold Trip coming on strong and Duace and Emissary closing hard in a thriller. Realm of Flowers by length. Gold Trip in for the fight from Interpretation and Emissary. Realm of Flowers fights for all she's worth and with the pull in the weights, the cup is back in the hands of the Freedmans. Realm of Flowers just from Gold Trip, Interpretation and Emissary. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.